<laughs> Already. <laughs> All right. Let's try this again. Welcome to the podcast of Single Candid Christians, where CC and I give you the perspective of a single candid, candid Christian. Um, this is our very first podcast. We started this because we have amazing conversations on All Sunday. Time. All the time. Um, after church, what we've just been meditating on, reading in the word, uh, things that we go through, and they were amazing conversations that I felt people could benefit from. So definitely what God would have us to say, the kind of things that we talk about, and just like, does other people feel this way? Or is this something that you might be going through? So we right. just figured we put it out there and just share our conversations and then invite you in to just have a whole full conversation of, of what it is being a single kind of Christian, loving God, and just, you know, walking in your single. Right, so. exactly. And everything is open. It's an open forum. Please leave any comments and discussions that you want us to discuss or you want to get in on. Um, it's open. A lot of times in the Christian community, they don't talk about a lot of things. And we're talking about everything. everything. There you go. All right. So start this off. You want to talk about... So usually what happens is we'll spend some time reading the word and it starts off with spending some time with God and like, girl, this is what I found in the word. And then before you know it, it's just everything that flows into life because it just all kind of intermixes. So um, what we wanted to do is just read like the scripture that we were like meditating on and then go from there. And for me, it was um, Isaiah 54. I'm going to read it to you guys. So Isaiah 54 uh, and 1, and it says, Sing, O barren woman, with you who have never bore a child, burst into song. Shout for joy, you who have never been in labor, because more are the children of the desolate woman than her who has a husband, says the Lord. Um, enlarge the place of your tents. Stretch out your tent curtains wide and do not hold back. Lengthen your cords, strengthen your stakes, for you will spread out to the right and to the left. Your descendants will dispose nations and settle into the desolate cities. Do not be afraid. You will not suffer shame. Um, and do not fear disgrace. You will not be humiliated. And uh, that was like, wow. Every time I read that, I'm like, <sighs> okay, but why did that speak to you? I don't understand. <laughs> like When you said you wanted to do that scripture, I was like, what have you been reading? So I guess because like, you know, especially in our singlehood, it's like, ooh, you're 35, no relationship, no man. What's wrong with you? Or, you know, do you have children? Ooh, you don't? And it's like, no, I'm, I'm working on my career. Oh, okay. So it was just kind of good to be like, to hear, hey, you who don't have children, you know, you who are not in labor, don't worry. God is blessing you abundantly and above and he has good things for you. And then just to hear like, also it's just kind of like a twofold because it was like, so it's a nugget there, like, boom, it doesn't matter if you're single. It doesn't matter like, you know, what you are bearing. Because even back in when I, you do your research on um just being a woman in the time of like being an Israelite and during that time, having a child was kind of like a symbol of like, this is what I do. You know, it kind of was like gave you one up. It means that you were blessed. If you didn't have a child, it's kind of like, so God closed up your womb, huh? Sucks to be you. <laughs> so it is still kind of has that little bit of a flare down too. Like you, you walk around like, no, I'm not in a relationship. And they're like, do you want to be in a relationship? You know, you don't want kids. And it's God is like, yo, even if you're a man or a woman, you're blessed and you're you're abundant more than even just having a child. Not to say that having children is not a blessing, but I'm just saying for those of us who are not there, right. there is no shame in it and there is no stigma to it. I agree. I do feel like I'm a little bit out here looking a little crazy. Okay. <laughs> 
<laughs> you know, I'm I'm older, and I told you like sometimes I feel like in like when we read those older books, and in London they had a season, and the women would come out and they'd be all dressed up or whatever, and they were young, and they would go, and the guys would be there, and it was, and then like once you missed your season and you didn't get anybody, like your clothes have to be different, you wear different colors, you're all drab, you're like the spinster, you know, you get a, you get over. 30 something and like you ain't date nobody what's right. wrong with you right yeah and then it, it becomes something's wrong with you mm. some oh you're too picky and no one even knows what you're looking for but you're too picky are you putting or, yourself out there right you put <laughs> where am i supposed to go mm-hmm. if i'm trying to get a christian man where am i supposed to go i go to church so where am I supposed to go? Mm-hmm. You know, like, I don't, I don't know. It's not a club. I don't know. I want a smart man. Do I go to a library? I, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I, am, so. I mean, I don't know. So I do feel like a little bit, it becomes your issue. I've had people tell me that. Like, I remember one time I was at, um, like a, a function for, um, my my what do you call it for my work right that was a bunch of co-workers and everything and somebody i had seen in a really long time and they're like oh are you still single and i was like yeah i'm still singing i'm waiting for the lord and you know i'm pretty sure he'll bring somebody and they were like don't blame the lord for that Uh, they were like, you're still single. Don't blame God. Don't bring God in that. That's you. You're too picky. And I'm like, I haven't Ooh. seen you in years. What are you talking about? Like, I don't know. And then everybody at the, like, the table got real quiet. Like, <clears throat> well, so uh, and I was just like, where did that come from? Meanwhile, this person happens to be single too and is still single and wants somebody. And I was like, is this more of projecting? I don't know. But you get that a lot. And you, um, it's almost like something's wrong with you, you know, like, mm-hmm. and then you, you run into people who you see, you've seen on like Facebook or Instagram and you loosely follow them mm-hmm. um, because you went to high school or whatever. And the first thing you want to talk about is, you know, are you married? Do you have children? How many children do you have? And if you're over that age and you don't have children and you're not married, then what do you have to talk about? I don't know. I've been a busy girl. I have a lot, but it just seems like their eyes glaze over when I want to talk about, oh, I've been writing. I have a blog. I, you know, I've been working on this book. You've been working on music, you know, Mm -hmm. that's what I've been doing. And they're just like, okay, yeah, no, uh, I have look at little Tommy. Little <laughs> Tommy is uh, right I was like, oh, okay. So no, I totally get it. That um, sometimes you're out here and you know, people aren't so nice to single women of a certain age, and it becomes their problem. It's something wrong with them, and um, yeah, it was good. Bless me, like so Lord, like, it's like I see you, I got you. And Don't yes. let that stuff get to you. Exactly. So like that's what I, when I saw that I was like. Okay, Jesus, you know, so that really um, spoke to me. Then just uh, on the tip of pursuing your dreams, like, so I don't know if anybody's ever just kind of going out there like, okay, this is what I want to do. And you're like, I'm going to go for it. There's always like, let me just, you know, do a little something here on the side. But it's, um, it's kind of like when you're, you're stepping out for God and you're like, okay, this is what I'm going to do. You know, I'm going to trust, I'm going to step out in faith and believe that, you know, if I go for what's in my heart, that God is going to, um, bless that you know and um so not just anything i mean i spend time praying so it's not like i want to be a tent maker <laughs> i'm gonna do it and you know you do want to do what your grace to do <laughs> so yeah i want to be a spitball collector <laughs> yes i'm 
remember to step out and pick. <laughs> step uh, out and pick. God will bless what I do. But it's, um, you know, so you you prayed about it. You you sat on this thing and you believe it. And it's kind of, it grows in your heart and it gets big. And, it, and that scripture that, that continues on to say, enlarge the place of your tent and uh, stretch out your tent curtains wide and do not hold back. So it's like prepare and don't yeah. prepare for small things. Don't prepare for like what you know, only you could deal, but prepare for things things to be bigger than you've ever considered. So it kind of encourages me to, because sometimes even if you're like pursuing your dreams and you're doing something for like, you believe in God, there's moments where you just have that discouragement, but it's like, keep preparing, don't stop, don't sit down and just be like, I've just had enough. But um, keep preparing and prepare for big because we do serve such a big God that, um, that, uh, you know, you don't want to just like it's just like Peter in the boat for the and those of you who don't don't know. I don't want to just assume. But like um, Peter was a fisherman. God told him to put his boat out there and uh, to cast his net. He only cast one net because he was like, ah, all right, Jesus, whatever. But he got such a big load that he couldn't handle it. So it's like prepare for what God's going to do. It's going to be bigger than you thought. And you want to make sure that you have room for what he's getting ready to do because he's so grand. It's been to be grand. And so to quantify that, that's like, hey, uh, doing a big mental um, check for yourself, emotional check. Okay, going back to the thing of being single or whatever, you know what I mean, and children and all of that. All right, if this is what I want, then let me make sure that I'm right because I want a, a man that is whole, who loves the Lord. Okay, is my re- relationship right with God? Am I where I want to be? Mm-hmm. Have I accomplished the things that I want to accomplish? Like, am I the type of wife that I want for this husband that I want? Mm-hmm. And so there's work that you have to do on your end. That's increasing your tent, that's stretching out your tent, investing, getting out of debt, losing <laughs> weight if you want to, whatever it is. <laughs> You don't want to bring a bunch of debt into your your marriage, your marriage for sure. Uh, emotional baggage. If you need to go to counseling about some stuff or whatever it is, uh, get that help. Mm-hmm. I've shared with you several times that I want to go to counseling for sure for some stuff that I just can't get past. Mm-hmm. And um, it's like, okay, I've, I've prayed on it. I trust God. and But it's some stuff that just will show up. And I'm like, oh, I thought I dealt with that. Seems like I'm going to need some more help uh, beyond just that. So, you know, find somebody, whether they're a counselor that is a Christian counselor or whatever, and and get the help that you need. Um, If you want some financial independence or you want somebody who's good with finances, whatever, then make sure you're good with finances. So it's, you know, stretching out your tent. And part of that is you've got to be on the long haul. This is this is a long stretch when people, you know, like sometimes you want to give in, throw in the towel. But then I think I'm in it. What am I going to do? Where are you going to go? Right. Like what? And we tried. There's several times you're like, Lord, I just want a friend until you bring my husband. Can I just have a friend that I hang out with? And then that friend bring all kinds of craziness your way. (laughs) Trouble like, never mind. (laughs) I don't want to be part of this anymore. And if you're honest, he probably told you no in the first place oh, and you did. still did it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, um, I definitely think like, you know, creating the space for your husband to come in and not having those knuckleheads around that shouldn't be around. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, like being prepared. And when you grow weary to keep on, to keep keep pressing on because oh, yeah. it is tough and we have our moments there's sometimes i call you and i call you too like yeah. I just, you know i call you like i don't know where's my husband is he out there? 
<laughs> you know, and you have your moments, and then you have them, and you get back up, and you're like, I'm in this for the long haul. That's and so the true. Lord wouldn't put this on my heart. And if, you know, if it wasn't in the cards for me, he's not trying to make you miserable and punish you and, may, and have you desire true. something that he would never give to you. It's not like you're desiring something outside of the will of the Lord. So, um, so you know, it's just like stay the course and stay that, the course. And it can be in anything. This discipline right here has helped us in a lot of stuff. And the same with, you know, like you said, stepping out. And even sometimes I'll, I'll say that that blog situation, I had a blog and I stopped for many years <laughs> because it just didn't pan out the way that I wanted to. And I'll pick it back up for sure. Mm -hmm. uh, it's singlecandidchristian.com. If you guys want to go and check out some of the things that I've already um, posted and I'll be posting soon. Uh, it was interesting because I had an idea. I was like, this is it. God told me to do it. I'm gonna write and it's gonna blow up and it's gonna be all over the world. I'm gonna be great. And I'm gonna quit my job and just write all day long. And it's so great. Thank you, Jesus. I've got the will. <laughs> and it doesn't, it didn't work out that way. And it didn't look like how I thought it was gonna look. And um, I still had to stay the course. And I didn't, I was just shell shocked. Like, hmm, no, I'm not gonna be successful. That's okay. No, 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 it's fine. And that's like discouragement because, you know, you're stepping out. So you want like success. But I feel like even in every failure, even in every like things not moving the way that you assume that they move, just because it didn't look the way that you thought it should look doesn't mean it's not a success. It doesn't mean that it's a failure. You know, every time you step out and you move in a direction towards your dreams, or your goals, it's like it's a good step. And you learn something. Even you either you win or you learn. So I and agree. You will say it. What are you going to say? No, I said I agree. Yeah. yeah. Um, last thing, and this kind of just sums it all up. Do not be afraid. You will not suffer shame. Do not fear disgrace. You will not be humiliated. And it's kind of like, you know, especially, okay, going back to the single thing, it's kind of like, <laughs> no, I've just been waiting on Jesus. And, you know, people, there's almost like a, a kind of a shame, like, what are you doing wrong? And it's like, hey, you're not going to be ashamed uh, for waiting for me. You're not going to be ashamed or humiliated for stepping out in faith and following God. So to hear that encouragement and it kind of just comforts your heart, like in every stage, because sometimes you're like, yeah, this is a great day. I'm rocking it. I got this. You know, you especially when you look good on those, you know, those days you got your hair just right, your makeup just right. You look good and you're like, I got this. I'm single. I trust God. But then you have other days where it's just like, um, you know, and it's just good to know that, hey, you will not be disgraced. You will not shut for shame. Um, you will not be humiliated. I am with you in this thing and I make you successful in every area and in every aspect of your life. And it's like. Say I feel like I need that. <laughs> mm -hmm. You might need to um, remind me to highlight that. I'm <laughs> highlight, gonna, highlight, highlight. I'm going to be honest with you. That's great. And then some days, it's not so much. Mm -hmm. You know, like, it's true. You don't want to be made a fool of. But I told you several times, like, sometimes I'm out here and I feel like a fool. <laughs> because I'll run into people who who were like, oh, you're waiting on Jesus, huh? Yeah, Jesus. good luck with that. Yeah. Let me see how that goes. Mm -hmm. And then they're, we're both single and then they end up like married and they're still like, oh, you're still single, huh? Like, still waiting on Jesus. And yes, like, yes, I am. <laughs> Jesus, ouch, get them. Don't let them talk to your girl that way. I mean, yeah, it's crazy. Or, you know, They'll be like, why do you, you need somebody who loves the Lord, uh, who's a Christian and you could just be with anybody or whatever. It doesn't have to be that way as long as you guys respect each other's beliefs or whatnot. And you're like, no, I'm really riding this thing out for the Lord. Like I've tried it the other way. I've 
tried it the other way. I've dated people who like believe, but not really, you know, or they were Catholic and I'm Christian. We don't want to get into all the difference with thing or whatever. But um, just for me, I would like somebody who's Christian, but not just Christian, not like Baptist, whatever, whatever, like really the Lord is, you know, God of your life. He is the Lord of your life. It's not just like, oh, I believe, but I'm gonna go do what I wanna do. No, you consult the Lord. You, you know, like you're getting up, you're praying, you're spending time in the word so that you can leave my family. Like, you know, we can do this thing together and we can be partners and it'll be great. So it's like, that's what I'm believing for. And that's what I would like for myself. That's you know, where I find that as is in the word, you know, do not be unequally yoked with unbelievers. And so that is what I base it on. Not for anybody else. This is for what I feel for myself. And yet still there's been plenty of times where I've been ridiculed about it. Like teased, taunted, the whole thing. <laughs> and I'm just like, Jesus, you got me out here looking crazy, Lord. And it's like, you know what? I just have to stay the course and believe. Um, and this is what this faith thing looks like. And this faith thing, you know, it's you've, you've got to quantify it in a way and put some action behind it. Like it's one thing to say it, but action behind it almost like helps counteract whatever the devil's going to say to you in your head. You know, mm -hmm. oh, you are always going to be single. And look, another person get married like the other day. Remember when you told me? <laughs> you told me. <laughs> you got to tell the story. Oh, my gosh. OK, so. I was just talking to God that morning and um, about like, you know, Lord, I really trust you and I believe, you know, for, and this is two things that like helped me to see it the way that I needed to see it. But like the first thing was, oh God, I trust you. I believe you for my husband. I know he's coming. This is great. You're such a good God. Who believes you? Who's standing in faith? Oh, I am. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. And then I went and um, somebody got engaged. Like I went to go play. I play the guitar. She's the, the writer. And. Get, I, so I'm you a gotta set the mood. Yes, it was uh, a bonfire. People <sighs> praising God, worshiping. You're like, yeah, I'm gonna come with my guitar, and I trust you, Lord. I trust you. <laughs> and then you know, it was like at the end, they had like they got um, engaged, and it was beautiful. And I was like totally excited for them, totally like in love with them. But then there is that part like. <laughs> I can't meet somebody today like you know it's, you know but it's like Jesus Jesus and so it's like okay then it becomes that point for me like okay you need to make sure you, you even gathering your emotions correctly like because sometimes there's always a tendency to you can see it two ways you can be like yo Lord what the heck like I believe in you you know you can't they're married like they're engaged and I don't even have like I don't know just somebody to just talk to period it's like no, it's fine. But it's like, yeah, I have your emotions. And it's kind of helped me to, I even had to ask God to help me to see it because it's like, I was totally excited for them and totally like stoked for their journey. But then um, there's a scripture in the Bible. Um, don't worry, I'll find out the scripture. <laughs> but like, I gotta stop just quoting things we can, that I read. We can link it below in the, in the video. So that's it, fine. It said rejoice with those who are rejoicing and you know, you weep with those who you're weeping. So you don't want to be like that dark cloud on somebody's day. You're like, mm, must be nice. You don't want to be that, <laughs> that person who's bitter. But it was kind of like, okay, Jesus, like, no, I, I receive it. So it, it kind of had to come back to me spending a little bit more time with God and just realizing that you know what, if somebody is getting closer and it's popping off for somebody else, then that means, you know what, Lord, it must be even that much more closer for me and my things to be popping off. So how can I, whenever you see somebody doing well, 
it's just kind of like instead of me just kind of feeling like, oh, they got what I want, you know, like or oh, you know what? I've been doing better than they have. And they're that's who gets blessed, though, for real. They'll know. But it's just like instead of doing that, it's like, how can I assist in that blessing? What can I do for that person? And sometimes you have to kind of like, you know, check it because it's kind of you you do when you're waiting for something and you're believing for something and you, you know, everybody else seems to be doing well. And you're kind of like, <laughs> You know, you're just kind of waiting for it. Um, it can be tough. I know, but I thought it was funny. I guess another thing would be to have a sense of humor because I thought it was funny. You were really having a tough time. It was like, Jesus, I'm having a tough time with this. You know, Lord, I know I'm believing you. You know what? That's right. I'm going to step out because it's, it's working for everybody else. I know it's going to work for me. You're going to come through. But you're holding on by a thread, <laughs> like a thread. And then you sit down, strumming your guitar, like, I believe you. I trust you. And he drops down on one knee, like, will you marry me? It's like... God dang it, Jesus. <laughs> I was Jesus, I just said. <laughs> I, just, I was listening to um, Joyce Myers. She had did a tape when she was talking about how she was believing God for um, a fur coat. Mm -hmm. And she was like, yes, Lord. And she had given towards it and everything. And then her um, her best friend, <laughs> or like her next door neighbor came up with this big, big old coat. And was like, <laughs> look what God gave me. And she was like, God bless you. She was like, <laughs> It was like, oh wow, you know, and she was like, God was working some things out in her. And it's like, it's true. You feel that. And then it's like, at this point, it's like, I don't want to miss the lesson. We have come too far and too close for me to be missing these lessons with you. Like, no, no, no. How shall I see this? Let's get this on the right path. But it was it was funny. Yeah. And then and then just like you have your moments, but man, stay the course and have somebody around you that's encouraging and on the same wavelength as you. It is so like refreshing and and i'm blessed that i have somebody that's going through the same thing but also like she'll encourage me and be like hey stay the course you're gonna be okay <clears throat> god has your person because sometimes you'll get around people and they'll be like well maybe it's not in the cards for you like, maybe what? lord this is one to bless you with a husband and it's like ah why would he put that in my heart you know why like there's some people that don't want to get married you and know that's fine. and that's fine and that's like their personality but if he says I can have the desire of my heart and you know and then also he's saying that it's like it's not good for a man to be alone and all these other scriptures that talk about marriage like it's all throughout it's not like I'm asking for anything outside of his will so it's like or his even as his word so I'm like hey no I'm gonna get this thing and sometimes it's not gonna be easy sometimes you're gonna have to hold on to that blessing and literally pull that thing down well that's not literally that's figuratively but still pull it down <laughs> pull it down with your with your faith and hold on and to stand. it everything doesn't come immediately like this is one we've been single for a very long time and especially compared to anybody's uh, standards yeah, yeah. hey we were talking about that the other day my last relationship was in 2006 like a real relationship you know mm -hmm. um it was yours 2007 something like that like a relationship, not. <laughs> That's another conversation. <laughs> That's another conversation. Uh, 2007, yeah. Yeah, 2007, yeah. And so, but we've also been celibate for a really long time. So, yeah, we haven't had a Which is a blessing in that, too. It, it is like, a blessing. That's, that's like a side yeah. like branch, but yeah. Yeah, and so um, when you are going in this thing and you have like a decade in, and it's been some of your like when y your youthful years too. It's not just like oh, I had a divorce and I just didn't want to date for a while, and then later on in life I found love. No, 
from like my mid twenties to now my mid thirties, there's been nothing. I'm like, Jesus, uh, this is my youth we're talking about here. And then you go to the doctor. Like I went to the doctor and I'm like, okay, give it, <laughs> give it to me straight, doc. Let's let's just give it to me straight. What is it gonna be? I'm, you know, I turned 36 this year, 36, and like, okay, how long do I have? Fix. Thanks. <laughs> how long do I have? And uh, she's like, oh, to be honest, in a perfect situation, you would get married or you would have a baby now, but you don't, she's like, you don't have anybody in your life that you want to have a baby with, right? And I was like, no, I'm not married, you know, whatever. And she's like, yeah, now, right now. And if you don't do it right now, you're gonna need help getting pregnant. Like, and then she, you know, she, she looks really young and she ended up having her kids in her forties. Her and, but she said she had help and she was just like, understand your eggs are old. They're, <laughs> they're as old as you are. And she was like, you're going to have a geriatric pregnancy. And I was like, huh, you shut your face. <laughs> How dare you talk about my eggs that way? But you know, I get it. And I had this big old crying session. Lord Jesus, I had a big old crying session, a big fit. I never forget in Starbucks, a uh, little drive through thing. And I'm like, Jesus, you just want me to be by myself. And I'm doing this thing for you. And I stepped out for you and I haven't been doing anything. I've been a good girl. And you said you were going to bless me. And I don't have anybody else. And I'm looking like a fool out here with all my friends. And they're calling me geriatric. And, <laughs> and, you, did this. and you, you did this, Jesus. I'm out here looking like a fool for you. And I had a big old tantrum. And let me tell you, God was like, okay, you finish? You done? <laughs> finish now? You done? Even let me have that pity party. He was like, you done having a pity party? Now remember this pity party that you had when you're pregnant, when I bless you. Reminds me of Sarah, like um, in the beginning with Abraham, like God was like, uh, you know, next time Sarah's gonna have a baby. And he was out there talking to Abraham and Sarah was in the back like, ah, what? And he was like, why did Sarah laugh? And he was like, you're gonna get pregnant, Sarah. And she's like, I didn't laugh. I didn't laugh. He's like, oh, but you did, Sarah. Oh, yeah. but you did. <laughs> you laughed. Okay. And she was pregnant, though. I so it was kind of like, he's like, God gets the last laugh. And it's like, okay, I'm going to trust you. And I'm working on doing it without as many breakdowns. <laughs> that is true. He didn't let me have it. He was like, you finished? Yeah. You finished having your pity party. And it's true. Like, you have your moments. But then, mm -hmm. you know, spending time with the Lord, getting together, uh, having best friends who go through similar things or um, just give you a good word, encouraging. Don't have friends that are like, or surround yourself like Lot's friends, you know, on some other stuff, just like it's your true. fault. You know what I mean? Like blaming you, it's your fault. They don't, and they're not in the word. They're just kind of speaking off the cuff. Like you can tell when people are projecting their own issues onto you and not really in the word or giving you a word from God. Like they're just like, well, get out there. You're too picky. And I've had Christians mm -hmm. tell me that. Open was, yourself up. Okay, wait a minute. Cause this here is my thing. Open yourself up to, to what? Okay. Oh, there's a lot of things that you can be open to that don't necessarily produce what you want in your Christian relationship and can cause a lot of problems. And now you're looking at Jesus like, I need help. And he's like, I never told you to do that. So I get it when you say like Christians who are on the wavelength with God. So they're not uh, they're not um, influencing you or advising you to um to do things that are stepping outside God's will. And that's going to take you right down that mountain. Then you're going to end up in the same spot having to start all over again because you are out there trying to listen to what somebody said that not necessarily was listening to what God said for you. So, right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So just encouragement. 
encouragement. And we uh, like, if nothing else, we get it. We're there with you. Sometimes you're going to have some good days. Sometimes you're going to have really bad days. I tend to do love, love stories and they're great. And at first it's like, oh, did you see the way that he did this? And he came through for it. And oh, oh, oh. And then after a while, I would start watching enough of them. And I'm like, you know what, Jesus? No cynical. <laughs> Where? Must be nice. Yeah. Where is he? Break him. And so, you know, it's just a good balance. You know, watching positive things, surrounding yourself around positive people. And believe me, it's surrounding your word. Right. And then it's kind of like, you know, God will take it back to me. Like, even when I'm having a moment, I'm like, well, you said this and you told me you were going to do this for me. And I'm believing you. And listen, I've, you know, given this up because I'm trusting on what your word says. And God was like, do you trust me? It always comes back to, do you trust me to do what I told you I was going to do? Do you trust me to bring your husband? Do you trust me to help you with your career? Do you trust me with your health? Do you trust me with your finances? It all comes back to, are you going to trust God? And it doesn't necessarily look the way that you want it to look, but we're not walking by sight. We walk by faith. Hey, man, you better preach. <laughs> that's so true uh that's probably more to add to that whole thing we probably need to dive deeper one day into that relationship thing and you know you might catch us on a bad day where we're just like i don't care where's my husband so i wrote a poem about it <laughs> <laughs> like to hit, hit, go. did no. you really write a poem about it i did that was um it's called I wrote it when I was living in Arizona. I wrote a poem called, it's, um, Where Are You? You know? Oh, okay. Remember that? Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. Put it in my poem book. Oh, I tell you. That was a good word. I like it. Mm-hmm. I like it on. So what did you have to share? What have you been meditating on and reading? Well, uh, it wasn't so much that I meditated on it, but it's something that came to mind because just this week, Cece and I had a big tiff. Yes, we did. You know, you think like, okay, here's the thing. In any relationship, there's always growth. In any relationship, there's always like, you know, areas where you can improve and things that you listen to people on. And uh, that's kind of like we had a little like a growth moment. Yeah. So So we um, we've been friends for a really long time. We eight years old. old, We've known each other. Um, We became best friends around 15 because at first we were in the same circles and realized uh, we, you know, we had preconceived notions. Like (laughs) when you, I thought you were like the, like the saintly nerdy bird or whatever, because everybody knew she loved the Lord. And, but then she was also kind of like an oddball to herself. And then she thought I was mean because I was hanging out with a bunch of mean girls and she thought I was mean, but I was just a nerdy bird too. In disguise. In disguise. Yeah. And I have like a resting bee face. So, you know, (laughs) sometimes people are like, ooh, she's so mean. No, no. I just and they she found out like they were being mean to me. I wasn't that at all. And we didn't really like we were around each other, but we didn't know till around 15. Well, we had the same class together and we were writing poems and stuff and together like, and raps. And- <laughs> is a nerd, I've ever seen one. Yeah. Like, who writes? She writes yeah. poetry and she's a softie. So. Yeah. So, you know, we were friends then and then we had like a weird uh, little period of break period. I think it was just we let other people infiltrate that friendship mm-hmm. that another friend of ours who we had known for a really long time. And there was like a little jealousy there and infiltrate our friendship. And so we kind of took a break and we did our own things and then we came back together. So it was from like 18, what, to 22 or something like that. We had like a little break, but we were still in each other's lives, but not like this. And the second time we came around, 
at uh, 22, it was just like, what are we? She was breaking up with her fiance and I was just getting ready to break up with my long time time boyfriend. And it was like, it was like, it was really more so God than anything. Cause when he brought it back, we was like, oh my God. And we just, yeah. And it was like, okay, we've really got something here. Something really important. And we knew that God brought it together. And part of it was I didn't grow up Christian. I didn't believe, I believed in a lot of things, but it wasn't Jesus. And so <laughs> yeah, it was like a little bit of this, a little bit of that, a little bit of whatever, reincarnation. I believed in a lot of stuff. I didn't grow up in the church, she did. And so I think that was our biggest, one of our biggest struggles was that, you know, we were unequally yoked as friends. Which is another point, because sometimes you think when you read that scripture and it says, don't be unequally yoked with unbelievers, you think, okay, I won't marry my husband because he or because he's not in the same path. And and eventually, if you guys see things differently and move differently, how are you going to walk together? Somebody's going to have to submit or somebody's going to have to give in order for it to work. So you don't want to be giving in God, giving up on God so that you can walk with somebody. So you do want to be equally yoked or you're going to be fighting. It's either you're fighting or you're, you're caving. And right. it's like, you don't want to have a situation where you're caving like that, but it goes in friendships too. It, it goes, goes in everywhere. Business. And it's business, like, dude, everywhere. don't be unequally yoked. Right. Cause you yep. open yourself up to so much. And so we did, we struggled, we had a moment, um, because of that. And then right around the time breaking up with my fiance, I was like, okay, I want to go to church. Yes. And so, um, Finally, I had, um, I was like, I know where to go because I feel like I need some Jesus on this thing and became a Christian and I had my own little walk or whatever. So once we finally came back together, we were like, we've got something great here. This is amazing. And I feel like God put this relationship together. It's been by far one of the most important relationships ever, but we still have our moments. It's not perfect. And we still have like- relationship is. Yeah, you still ha- and we had tips and then but we do we do check-ins with each other a lot and it's like sometimes we'll be beefing off a little stuff like who I don't know what it was that we even but it was like these little things that would pop up. I'm like, "Okay, let's this What is this? Th- what is this? We met for lunch and we were like, "Okay, let's let's just hash this out. 4-hour conversation." I know, right? And we that had ended in tears and I love yeah, you. You're yeah. my best friend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we um and we really hashed it out. Um and so it was important. Um and that's what one of the scriptures that came to mind for me, which was do, 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 Matthew Five? Is that what I'm reading? Five and five, was it? Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. But I have the Amplified, which is like blessed, happy, blightsome, joyous, <laughs> spiritual, <laughs> prosperous, with life and joy and satisfaction in God's favor. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah. So it's like, um, but it's blessed. Blessed are the peacemakers. And uh, I think about that all the time because it is so important, especially in your friendships, that you don't concentrate on being right. You know, that's big in any like thing, because here's the thing. You can either seek to be right or you can seek to understand. Right. Um, and at the end of it, you can be right. And then what do you have as a friendship? You know, you can stand in that rightness, stand in that pride. Or you be like, man, what was it that? really went on with them and how did that make them feel 
And what is it that, you know, I can do better? It's like, what's the goal? Like, is the end goal to be right? Or is the end goal to have a better relationship? So if the end goal to, is to have a better relationship, then that means that you kind of have to give up on like, well, this is what I meant by it. Or, well, I didn't even mean that. Why did you even take it that way? Right. And be like, okay, yo, I didn't even see it that way. Um, let me, maybe there's some things that I can do. And then you take it to God. You don't, I don't say take these things in on your own, but take it to God. Like, yo, God, is there some things I should be working on? And, you know, and it's good because when you're by yourself, living by yourself or just being by yourself, there's a tendency to just kind of, nobody's rubbing up against you. Right. And you don't really have to give, you don't really have to like move with anybody. So you'd be like, you know, I'm a cool person, you know, to be honest, I'm great. But when you live with people or when you're in relationship with people, they rub up against you and to help like iron sharpens iron. So it helpens to like sharpen you. It helpens to like, like this is something that you could work on that you would have never had to work on if you were by yourself. But that means you have to be open to it. And that means that you have to humble yourself to say, you know, there's some work I have to do here. Right. Yeah, and it's so important. And so several there are several things we do. One, we pray about it before we get to talking. That's always good. Yeah. Put two, Jesus there first. <laughs> put Jesus there first. Two, we have this thing called the safety circle. It's like what I put in there is my feelings. Uh, you can't then punish me for anything that I say about that. So it's not attacking that person, but you can say, I feel this when you do this. And I can't be like, I can't believe you. Like, <laughs> you can't do that. You know what she said to me? Yeah. You've just got to rest with it. Yeah. And it is what it is, you yeah. know? And so it's a safety circle for somebody to be able to share the truth with you or their truth, because sometimes it's just their perspective, which is fine, you know? But, and, and you've got to rest with that. And some stuff came out for me, you know, like, like you said, that I know that I do, but I don't know that I do all the time. And I was like, got it. I need to, I need to check it, you know? And, um, there was some stuff for her that like, you know, that I had pointed out. And And I was like, you know what, that, you know, like you don't even realize that sometimes when you have relationships with your, with your parents or there's people that in the past that you have like commune with, or you walk with that you pick up things in cues. Right. So then you just take that into the next relationship. Right. And not just like, not just a relationship with a partner, but any relationship. And sometimes you could be expecting people to move based off of what somebody else did and that's not fair to them and you don't want to carry baggage with you to see things that way so it's like Lord help me to make sure that I am assessing the situation correctly and not taking in old stuff to a new relationship right new wineskins not the old (laughs) it's true and you just like sometimes you just don't know you're like oh my goodness I picked up that habit from or Mm -hmm. you know um this is why. Right. Or so like, and, and, and I, and I have to be careful of it too. Like there was something I shared with her, like, Hey, you know, I always want to be in like, every, like the moments with her. And there's sometimes she just like, she'll move a little bit differently and, um, and she'll be like, Oh, I just want to do this by myself or whatever it is. And I was taking that more of like rejection, but then it went back to the rejection of my biological father and him not being around. And, you know, and so, <laughs> like, wow, this is right. And you have to deal with that kind of stuff. So it's a lot. And my other thing that I realized too, is sometimes we don't talk right away if we're we're having a tip. It'll be like, ooh, let's pause that because you come back to it. Come back to it. And I remember that one time that um, I was upset, and you were like, "What are you upset about? Let's talk about this, whatever." And I was like, "I'm not ready to talk to you about it, so I'm gonna table that." And you were like, "Why?" I was like, "Because every time I think about 
having a conversation with you, I keep saying you, 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 you. And I can't see anything that I'm doing in this. So mm-hmm. I'm not ready. But we would still talk. Like we would table the the argument and still go have fun with each other. And then come back to yeah. it. And then, you know, go take some time. Because sometimes it's easier in like when the heat of a moment of any situation and somebody's saying this about you, sometimes it might be hard to hear. Sometimes it's good to take a moment, sit with that and come back like, well, okay, wait a minute. Yeah. And then also it helps that you're not once you get on an attack or you feel in defense and you start attacking people, sometimes you say some things that you just can't take back. And when That's you true. say something Ooh. that you can't take back and people might forgive you for it, but it's just there. It'll change the course of that friendship, that relationship, whatever it is. You need to take a break. If you keep hearing you, 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 and you're pointing fingers at people or your mouth can't get under control because you're heated, you need to take a break because you're not going to solve anything if you're operating in anger. Anger solves nothing. You've got to come from a place of like understanding or like love. Like I generally love you. And so beyond uh, trying to be right or trying to get my point across, I want to make peace with you because this friendship, this relationship means mm-hmm. so much to me. And so sometimes, more than being right. right, more than being right. And sometimes, I mean, it's not even about that, really. Right. Who's right in it? It's just like, this is how I feel. This is what I need. And, and, you know, can you meet that? It's not even about like somebody actually being right. But if being you, heard. yeah, but if you can't get that, that mm-hmm. attitude, under control, you might need to take a break. And this isn't the time for you to reconcile and be a peacemaker because you're going to say something that can't be take back, taken back. And it's great. Yeah, you can forgive people. But sometimes you're like, I didn't even know that was in you or mm-hmm. that you had a desire to hurt me in that way. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's just like, you know, it's almost like just the way you can be spirit filled and flow and God will use you to say something to somebody and it's helpful. If you're not under check, you just, you know, all that anger and, you know, the building up, you might say something that like, man, I didn't mean that. Why did I say that? Excuse me, my speech. <laughs> oh, bless you. Um, but um, but it's kind of like, oh, I don't want to be a person that I'm easily yielded to hurt somebody or easily right. yielded to let like Satan come in and have me like use my mouth to be um, a destroyer because that's who he is like he destroys he like tears down we're supposed to be encouragers we're supposed to build up so what is coming out of my mouth does it encourage is this getting ready to build somebody up and where is this coming from am i telling the truth in love or am i just telling the truth in anger because <laughs> that, that changes that's everything true. It does. so like sometimes you do just take a moment walk away let's come back when we can discuss this where there is love in here and we don't have to ruin a relationship right. you know and sometimes it's like when you spend time with god because there's sometimes we just don't understand one another it's mm-hmm. like i heard her but i don't get it what is she actually saying that i don't do or she needs or whatever mm-hmm. and you take that before the lord and he's like this is what she's saying because god know how to speak to you mm-hmm. better than anybody else he understands your language he understands yes. how to get your attention and he'll be like this is what she's saying this is what she needs because they might not say it in like the, the best way or whatever or but, a way that you understand yeah it. and so it really is just like time with god and humble yourself and i mean it was a great conversation i'm glad we constantly do this because you've been there so much for me amazing person mm-hmm. it's like i value this friendship so much she is my sister i would do anything my sister, my sister girl and so <laughs> um I was like, I don't want my ego or whatever I'm tripping on to get in, in the way. Um, it's just like, Lord, show me, show me what it is and, and help me navigate through it because it's bigger than that. 
And um, it just made me think about that. I was like, wow, are other people having some problems out there with their with their, with their best friend? And it was funny because I thought we, the, the issue was actually bigger than what it was. And I was texting you stuff like, People with real issues and toxic friendships have issues like lying and gossip and betrayal, betrayal and all of that. I'm like, we don't have any of that. I love you. Why are we beefing? And I'm like, we're not. Yeah. I saw this post on Instagram. It was like two girlfriends that were like actresses or whatever, and they were like doing a, a thing together. And I was like, look, that could be us, like pursuing our dreams together. But instead, we're beefing off of nothing, man. It's like, we're, we're not, not beefing. beefing. I didn't know, but uh, but we're not. but. It it was um it was more like we're off and sometimes we feel that and we tackle it right away we don't wait till we have these big old blow-ups and whatnot or you can't come back because right. there's some points where you just can't come back and right. it's just like i don't want to do that like and it requires me to humble myself and then continue to work on things that are important to you and just to keep those kind of relationships that are important to you that requires you to move on continue to work continue to talk Continue to communicate, continue to be open, you right. know, because sometimes if somebody says something, there's always this, this opportunity where you can close off. You know, you can be cool with them, but close yourself off to them so that they don't have that access to you anymore like they used to have. And that's not healthy either, like because some people like blow up and, you know, or go off and other people just shut down. And right. then you just don't know why <laughs> we're just not close anymore. But that's not productive. Blow up. Shut down. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know why we're not talking, but we're just not. And it's just like, that's not healthy. And if you have a beautiful thing and a beautiful relationship, that means you got to just fight to stay open. And like, hey, let me be loose here. Let me hear what they're right. saying. You know, it is work. It, it's not a lot of work because it's just easy. You know, I feel like I always say that like soulmates don't mean just like a, your you know, husband or whatever. Soulmates can be friendships too. And she really is my soulmate because- And a friendship is like a Jonathan and David. Right, exactly. We found ourselves in that, but- Look at the scripture. That's our friendship right here. <laughs> That's our friendship right there. But um, it really is. She's my soulmate because she's just so easy to get along with. And we just like, we we vibe and it's You're great. And too. thank you. And it's great and it's just easy. But there's sometimes when we're off and we tackle that and we nip it in the butt right away. And this is not- a, a blueprint or so tips for a toxic friendship that is totally different that we will get into another day <laughs> but if it's a friendship that she is constantly like edifying me she's constantly giving me um great she's advice and thank you guys you're gonna see singer. it you know, what? you know she plays the guitar <laughs> she writes her own music she sings she's amazing but we're constantly like encouraging one another well, it's all on some positive stuff we don't do anything negative we have extreme respect from one another so we don't even like do go on there and try to be disrespectful to one another and nothing like it's just such a healthy friendship that when it gets off I protect it you know mm -hmm. like what is this because the devil will try to come in and then separate you and because that's a dynamic duo right there right it's mm -hmm. like two people who love the Lord that's going after their dreams and then you have like somebody who's supporting you that is in the same boat and it's like he doesn't want he wants to separate you because if he can separate you and get you off by yourself then it's easier to to like discourage you and keep you down but together mm -hmm. you know what I mean now we're fighting you know and so like it's like the devil has no room to come into our friendship he, he just does not allow mm -hmm. him to have that room to come in right. because there's always a there's always an opportunity to be offended and for offense 
And there's always an opportunity to just be like, mm, you know what, they could have done this and they could have done that. It's like you said, when you're doing the you, you, you instead of what can I do? And like, you know, and then too, a reflection on where is this really coming from? Because sometimes it, there's stuff that like, you know, rubbed me the wrong way. And it was like, mm, but it's because of something that's going on within me. It has nothing to do with her. And right. like, that's where God, you know, God in any relationship, I think is a key factor. This is why it's so important not to be unequally yoked because he comes in into those parts where you don't even see into yourself and be like, no, this is what this really is. That's not about her. Or this is what she's saying. And this is what she needs. Or he'll even explain to you like, hey, this is what you're really, what you're the real issue is and what you need. Mm -hmm. And when God is in the relationship, I mean, he just makes every relation god first of all god in anything is a win <laughs> so you know but god in the relationship makes it better and he makes it cohesive and then it's like man who knew who knew you could have that who knew so um yeah we'll talk about a bunch of different stuff but this is just our first one and uh, please please share and comment and we that's all we have thanks guys thanks Yee!